You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. Greetings, folks. Welcome back to The Jason D'Amico Show. Uh, it's kind of like a film family reunion here. I've got my very good friends on the show. I'll say his name in a second. For those of you who don't know, our guest is a writer, producer, and director, as well as theater producer and talk show host. He's produced independent shows that are aired locally on ABC, My48, and the CW Television Network. He's written and published his book titled The Three, Three Shorts and a Play. can be purchased on Kindle and Amazon. We'll have that links for, those links down below for you in a second. And he's the owner of Pitchvine Entertainment, a local film production company out of Greensboro, North Carolina. He's a marketing director for CEP TV and co-creator of the program Paper 2 Film. And uh, Bunch of cha- stuff. change agent working with, and, and actually, let me write that down real quick for that program that we were talking about earlier with the bio when I said send me the bio because that's that's pretty interesting. Countless film festivals, and we've worked together on some stuff way way back. Uh, our, uh, actually, make me my it's actually my second film, and um. And this, y'all was like, what, 15, 14, 15, 16? We were, we were like 16. And yeah, we um, did the film Prince of Hitsfield. It was actually a docudrama, I'm going to call it, about Marvin Gaye and the events leading up to the making of the album, What's Going On. Yeah. And what was funny about it was when I sat down with him and the other group of young men and women that um, helped with the music, I didn't even have them in mind. So I met him and his mother, and I, and uh, it was. A, I don't want to get to the story, but I'll put it to you like this: You know how you, um, you know how the black person gets scared when they see white people. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, something's up. This doesn't look good. Man, you thought you thought we were coming to get you or something. Well, no, I but you know, here's here's the joke: We're Italian, man. We're you know Italian. what I mean? Yeah. So we're. It's like. Only thing I know is this: if the cops had came by and see me with this hoodie on, <laughs> talking to a white lady and a little boy, they was gonna turn around. That's all I know. But, but ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my good friend to the show, Mister Larry Saeed. Right, this, man. And this is this is like my extended family here: him and his mother and their dad. But they put together, and I, and I let them. You know, young they were, they never really listened to the Marvin Gaye album. So we sat down, I let them listen to the album, and him and um, Al Thompson, Alan Thompson, Jared and, Jackson, right, man. They put together like some music that blew my mind, and we and I still got the music too. I wait for let me release. I'd love to, I'd love to remix it. We, yeah, we, we should. I need to, I need to. I need to get back, like, because there it was all on Pro Tools, even though it was twelve years ago. It's still on Pro Tools, so I can just, yeah, it'd be interesting to and remix inter- those. And it's, and it's original pieces. That's yeah. the best thing about yeah. it. Yeah, it, it was crazy because you know Alan was on. We're dropping his. Ep- this is all like not in real time because when folks see this, it'll be probably mm-hmm. a month from. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Alan was here a couple of months ago. We're dropping his episode tomorrow yeah I'm gonna but it's just kind of funny how everybody's we just need to get jared here from atlanta yeah. or wherever he's at nashville or wherever but, the hell he's out the, now but the best thing about it we still connect we're still brother. connected we're everybody's still, still doing it man you and know we, that's a big that's the big thing each, and we support each other that's what the big thing so right let's there. get it let's get into you real quick let's get into as me. far as like you know i usually start with beginning stages on the show because i always think it's interesting to see where folks started with their craft and could you elaborate for a couple of minutes as far as when you fell in love with film, 
when you knew that you had a spark for the creativity and just kind of like that process, you know, when was it, how did, how did we get to where we are? Well, the, I, I always liked to write. I always liked writing. And, and I was in the eighth grade. I wrote, I wrote a stage play for our school. And we had like one of the top um, musicians in gospel there at the time. His name was Freddie Washington. And he, and he came in and he played and helped us out. And we put it together. And then after that, you know, I just was just doing stuff. But then in 19, I think of 1991, 92, I went to prison. And For, I, I forgot about this. Right. I Man. went to prison and I didn't really have anything to do in prison, but either focus on my writing, get closer to Allah, which, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm a follower of Islam mm -hmm. and just write. And what I did was I just started writing. And most of the stuff that I'm filming now, I actually wrote when I was in prison. So this stuff that wow. I'm writing now, because some of the stuff I had to change because um, I was still referring to pagers. And flip phones and 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 like I said, that's what got me in, in the writing. But I didn't ever really get into filming until I moved here in 95, 96. In 1998, I met a young brother named Reggie Nurse who lived across the street from me. And he always see me dabbling with this little camera I had. <laughs> you know, he would say, Hey, um, I see you trying to film whatever. I said, Yeah, I'm trying to get into it. He said, Well, look, I'm a student at AT. Just hang out with me for a while. He said, I got you. So it got to the point where it is we we videotaped Fantasia Barina's first birthday party in Greensboro. Wow. We done something with her brother Rico, and then we were just like filming and every and they doing all kind of stuff. So that's what really gave me the filming bug. And then I think I shot my first film was called um, Nick. It was a little hood film, but it turned out well. We had a good crew and um, things out nature. Then that's when we met you, your mother and you, and yeah. we did Prince of Hisville. So that's, I mean, it must have been what two thousand and nine. Yeah, because that two thousand because I was doing theater. I was doing theater from I was writing film, but I was doing theater from two thousand to two thousand five. And um, you know, we was like my play was like one of the um, top reading plays at the National Black Theater Festival, in Winston. And then I just start, you know, this transition from theater. To film and I've been I still do theater mm -hmm. you know when you know when, it's, when they ask me come do something for them but mostly I just do film man and we didn't I didn't churn out about 13 14 films you know actually this is my first you know I'm working on a film now called well I just completed a film now called Butter and uh it's a it's my first feature film and I've been actually I it took me six years to complete this project but all praise due to a lot we got it done man we had a I've been to like three transitions on this film as far as cast, you know, staff. But the last transition was great because we worked on the whole, we worked on the film for, for exactly 11 months to the day we premiered it, which was, uh, what was that, February the 20th? February 24th. February 24th. And we started March of 24 in 2019. Wow. Yeah, so. Let's get into some of your influences real quick as far as when you were starting to uh, like kind of the late nineties during that time frame, was there, who, who was really, who are you into as far as like well, films? You know, my influence of people I didn't like, like Spike Lee. I'm not a big Spike Lee fan, but I like Spike Lee because what he brings to the table. Right. I don't, I'm not big on his films, but I like what he does and how he stick with, you know, what he believes, mm -hmm. you know, and John Singleton, 
Okay. And, um, Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah. And um yeah. and and I gotta throw this right there. Um, my my homeboy Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah. So him and my brother graduated together. We all went to live from the same little small town. And I remember when Bruce first started out, and you know, so, so you know, and I got and I gotta bring him up because. You know he's from he's from Pensgrove where I'm from, so I gotta yeah. show mad love and respect for him because we all in the same industry. Yeah, you know, yeah, and guys sure. like that, and you know, but it's 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 fun, man. It's fun, you know, like and like the like my my the best movie the when I work with actors and actresses, you know, I tell them to look at three movies: To Kill a Mockingbird, Philadelphia, and Training Day. Mm-hmm. Dumb three movies give you everything you need for as went to become a great actor. What what do you think it is about those three? The 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 way the actors studied and 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 became that person that the script asked them to be. You know, you got um, Gregory Peck, this lawyer, you know, defending this black guy. You know what I mean? Then you got um, the little girl. I, I I forgot the name of the actor, but I think it was. Um, Whatever's not kidding, his name on the top of my head, but he's like this, he thinks something wrong with him, but he's protecting the girl. What's what's the movie? Um, Kill a Mockingbird. It's Greggy Peck and I think the, I remember reading the book. Right. And then like with Philadelphia, man, it's like the way that um um what's the guy's name? Just, yeah, the way that Tom Hanks like introduced us to this character. And what he, you know, and introduced us to how well, how AIDS and HIV can affect you, you know. Yeah. And, and with Denzel having to, you know, come from playing this character, going to this character, it's like a, it was like graduating. Ma- Mary, Batum. That was a girl. Scout, Finch. Greggy Peck. Oh, okay. Yeah, there she is. Their widowed father. Yeah, Atticus right. was that the character? That was his name, okay. Atticus. Okay, right. And they hired him to to, um, to defend the black guy who the world says he raped her. Okay, but I think I read. Just, the, I think I read this in high school. Right. It's been but so this, long. That was the movie that really, you know, really got me to understand what it takes to be an actor. And just even like with the black guy, you know, he's sitting there. He didn't have many lines, but it's just how he sat there and carried himself through that film. Like yeah, this, you know, the, what I mean? I'm telling you, man, those great those those earlier films to me because it had a, it had more of that theatrical right. aspect close-ups weren't as close up it was most of the majority of the time it was black and white right um which has a feel in itself but yeah like it, there's nothing like going back to one of those old yeah. brando and, and, movies and, and, or and I'm something a big period piece guy that's why i did my marvin gay piece i did a play yeah. about the negro league baseball player that's a period piece you know i said they just move for like when Philadelphia, when Tom Hanks, man, you go from, you see Tom Hanks playing this AIDS guy, then you see him playing, what's the movie where he's running through the whole movie? Oh, Force Gump. Force Gump. <laughs> and you see all these movies, even like when he's stuck on this island. His, oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he's Cast like, away. His range is unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. You know? It's unbelievable. And then you got Denzel, you know, and um, his range is unbelievable. And it's just like, there's so many, you know, it's like, and it's like, there's so many people out there that, you know, you look at and you admire, and these like three, these are like three people in the three films I really admire because they, their range is like from, it's it's astronomical. Right. You give them the script, and they bring they they put you in a position where you think that person is them or whoever they whatever they doing. Where so, you being a director, 
Because you you wear multiple hats. I wear multiple hats. In this day and age, 2020, you know, where everybody's wearing multiple hats. Where where does that play in as far as depending on the talent that you're working with? You know, obviously the direction changes. The style changes a little bit. Your thoughts on that? Well, one thing about me with, as a director, I work with first, a lot of first-timers. Okay. They might not admit this, but there's a lot of people in Greensboro that got their start through me. A lot. And they still doing their thing. They, may, they might not admit it, but it's a whole lot of people. This is what I tell them. Two things. I can make you famous or just do what I ask you to do and you'll be fine. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't audition. If I see you and you look like that person that you I want. You don't audition. I don't audition. I just I just find people. They they say yeah. if anybody asks you to audition, they say sorry, you don't audition. I just find people. You just go find people. And I just look at them and I say, listen, if, you know, do you, have you ever acted before? They say, no, I always wanted to. I said, but listen, if you work with me and follow my lead, I guarantee you, when you get done this project, you'll have that. Yeah, you'll have that acting bug, and you'll be in Man. a good position. So when people see my when people see my film, like the film we just shot, Butter, you know. And the girl that's played the lead, I just seen her. She, oh, she looked good. I see her come. I see. <laughs> look, I see it's her come. So it's a plus, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, uh, and I see her come to the door. Remember the guy Kotlu that shot the film? Mm-hmm. The, shot the. He. I seen the girl come to the door. I said, "Wait a minute. I'm looking for this chick named. I need a new character for Butter." He said, "There she is, right there." I said, "Oh man!" And, no. I, and once again, she looked good. So <laughs> I walked up to her. And I said, have you acted before? She said, mm. I said, well, listen, I'm working on this film called Butter. Would you like to play the lead? She looked at me. I said, listen, come audition. And just boom. So she came. We talked. I said, you got the part. I said, just work with me. Wow. And then everything was was lovely. But like I said, I don't have like these major auditions where people got to send in there. I, I don't do that. You know, I just like working with first-time talent and and just seeing the progress of where we go and wow. and, and, and how it ends out. Well, in that case, I mean, first time talent, let's talk a little bit about your, uh, and I, I kind of refer to it as a change agency program because it's really what you're doing. Uh, I crossed something out here, but the the 12 films that you've created with your youth, paper, right? Your yeah. program. Talk a little bit um, about that. That's very cool. Yeah. Paper to Film, we started in 2013. Wow, so we did that for a little bit. Yes, yeah. and 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 the thing about it is when we started in 2013, we started out with seven young ladies. Mm. That was our first um, group, and and um, we shot the film with them, and then after that, it just got bigger. We had 25 kids, we had 15 kids, and we tried to limit it at 10, and we were shooting, so we were shooting like three films per group. So we were shooting a film a group, so each group had to shoot a film. And we did all this in eight weeks. Wow. Right. So we, and we just gave them a crash course the first couple of years on what it takes to become a filmmaker. Right. But now our program is pretty much actually like a school. We got a curriculum. Wow. You know, we bring in, like, we have a writing team. We have a writing team, and the writing team will write the scripts, and we'll bring in the actors and actresses and give them a lesson on acting and this and that. And it's, it's, oh, is it mostly like short films or well, features? It, we, kind we, of varies. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, the director, uh, the program director, Tiffany McKeever, 
which I may, got mad love for because she has really taught me a lot about bit, the business side of doing things. Because, you know, I'm a guerrilla style guy. But she have taught me the business yeah. side of doing things. And we shot our first feature last this past summer called Fracture. And we had a production crew come in, um, Save the Arts Production. They came in. And then we had a guy we met, and they wrote a soundtrack for the film. Um, Space Age Humans, um, Space Age Humans, I don't want to get it wrong, but Space Age Human, and name is Shaheem Smith. They wrote okay. a soundtrack for the film called Fractured, and this, this is off the chain. And um, listen, I'm telling you, and um, the lead in Fractured, um, I, and like I said, I I was doing so much else, I really wasn't hands-on it this year, so I want to mm-hmm. be honest. But the lead in Fractured, and um, her brother starts for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, cool. Beasley. Cool. Yeah, and we like, and we like had a good a good showing of that it was a good group of kids man them kids came in they was on set for 10 12 hours we fed them we did everything on the by the book we fed them we took care of them they was on set like 10 12 hours 8 10 12 hours just and they didn't want to leave though oh it's once you get that once, ho- you, get once that- you get hooked man you're done i'm telling us look we gotta go home you know but yeah and and we have and every year we have a big film premiere for them and like i said um we started out to 2013 and 2014 and 2015. We said we wasn't going to do the program no more. In 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, we still at it because and and you could just see our growth as a you know our growth as a team with me and my partner Tiffany and just people that she brings in because I'm more like she's more like. You know, I'm more like the um, I do the interviewing. I'm I'm the treasurer. You know, I do more like the business end. But far as the production end and getting people involved, my partner Tiffany, she's like great at that. And and she said, "Sai, you do your job and let me do my job." Yeah. And with that attitude that she and I had, we work well together. That yeah, well sounds together. like a good synergy. Yeah. And like I said, this year we're working on a homeschool program, an after school program, wow. and a um. You know, regular or regular program. So we actually looking to open, find a building and open up our own, have our own home. Wow! But right now we're just in the cultural center. Yeah, that's downtown. great. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. give me updated on that. That Definitely. really sounds cool. We had you come in and speak to the group one day. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be great. And I've I've no other folks in this area. Um, Jaden is a is a great film producer as well. We had him on uh, a month or two ago. His is coming out in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just so much talent. It's, oh man, it's so crazy. much talent in North Carolina, it's you know. Crazy. And I and I and I don't, you know, that's like I get, I don't want to, I don't like when people say that we can't get together and do stuff together. You have and, to. And well, what, this is what this is why I started the show, right. man. Was because it's like this is ridiculous. Everybody, because right. I've not to cut you off, but I've ran into fellow musicians and artists where it's like. Dude, I haven't even I literally haven't even had a conversation with you. Like we've been in passing over the years from venue to venue, but we've never actually sat down and talked. So anyway, but it I, but, I agree. But you know, but you know, but this but this is what I tell people on that when they say we can't get together and work together, sometimes it's not even meant for that to happen. You just do you and they do them. Cause when things are meant to happen, they happen. Right. So I don't I used to get discouraged and stuff like that, but my partner says, Saeed, whoever's here. Are supposed to be here, she said. Said don't. It, she said, long as people ain't out spreading bad rumors about your name and what what our program does, that's all. You, just be happy that we here. Yeah, people are here. I mean, seven years here. with that. That's 
Yeah. That's commendable. And we're growing. And we yeah. and people don't people and what people don't understand about our program is up until twenty sixteen, we didn't even have a sponsor. Right. We got a small sponsor now. And this is this is how good a lot is. The sponsor our sponsor was a company that I worked for and we didn't leave on good and I didn't leave the company on good terms. Mm. But they called me the following year and said, um, why haven't you reached out to us um, to sponsor your program? I said, well, I thought they said, they said, what you and I had doesn't got anything to do with the kids. Wow. You see what you're saying? Wow. And they're still sponsoring us today. Ah, that's great. That's right. So, well, I was going to bring up, I'm going to ping pong for a second because, okay. uh, it's come up a couple of times, but I usually ask folks, I mean, some, some people on the show, they aren't really faith oriented, which what everybody's got their own thing. Right. But I I'll ask you because obviously you are faith oriented. Where does that play in for what you do? Well, I'm faith oriented because I grew up in a Christian home with my mother. And no matter if I call myself a Christian, if I call myself a Muslim, if I call myself an agnostic, if I call myself an atheist, I believe that I was put on this earth to do work. And my work is to give back and, and treat people with respect and yep. share my knowledge. You know, great, and, great place to start. And, you know, the mission saying? statement. Yeah. So, so, and and I consider myself. <laughs> I consider myself a follower of Islam just because of the things that Islam offer me. You know what I mean? And it ain't got to do nothing mm. with me being black or whatever. You just got to do what Islam offers me and something that I'm comfortable with. You know, just like as a person being a Christian or a Muslim, you know, a Buddhist. Right. Whatever they feel comfortable with, with that. It's a personal choice. It's a, it's a personal choice. Yeah. My choice is just, you know, follow the teachings of Allah and Islam. But... You know, it doesn't make any me better than anybody or make me look down on anybody because I got I got friends as Christians. I got friends one of my friends tell you he don't believe in nothing. But he's the best person in the world. He'll do anything for you. Yeah. So I can't, you know, look at him as being any less of a person because if he don't believe, that's between him and his own thoughts. You know what I mean? Right. So. Right. No, it's really interesting. And I and I and 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 you know, I'm gonna get off of it, but I have to do that because <laughs> I was on drugs for for, for eleven years. From ninety from eighty five to, to eighty five, ninety five to eighty five from eighty five to ninety four, ninety five I was on drugs. Bad. And and what got me clean, I've been I've been to prison, I've been to three rehab. I did everything you because the system told System set me up to do, allowed me to do to get clean. But what got me clean was the last time I got high, I walked down to the Delaware River in New Jersey, and I was committing, I was getting ready to commit suicide because I couldn't take it no more. And something right then and there, a light hit this water, and people think, and something said, "You're done." The next day, February the twenty first, nineteen ninety five, I came to North Carolina, and I got high one time since that day, and that's like. And something told me don't come home. Something said, you don't need to go home. You ain't ready. But I'm looking good. Got my weight up. You know what I mean? Wow. Got a pocket full of money. And I came home that one time, like two months after that, and I got high. And then something said, you're really done. And I ain't got, and I've been clean ever since. So that's why wow. I have to believe in, you know, a higher power. And when Martin Luther King said he'd been to the mountaintop, I seen all that. I, I've been there. Yeah. I've, I've had so many encounters myself that uh, 
once you have those experiences, you can't you you can't go back. You can't go back. Can't go back. And I'm not. It's like I'm not. You know, my brother. I had a nephew and a brother passed uh, a month apart from each other. Mm, One passed in October. The other passed in November. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's I, tough. And I told people, if you don't grow from that or <laughs> learn from that, you're not going to. Yeah. And that's why I'm so committed. I only that's why I stopped coaching basketball. I'm committed to like really putting myself in a position to educate, you know, and give back. And basketball and sports have changed so much where it's hard to do that right now. You know. So that's why us as artists, us as us as, as it's a responsibility, artists, you know. And, but the thing about it is, you know, no, me and you as artists, we can't. Our we have to practice every day. Mm-hmm. When you athletic, you you're athletic to a point where if you don't start changing and crafting your game, you won't last long. But we know that from gate one, being an artist, that we always got to be. You, you see what I'm saying? Never ends. It never ends. Never ends. It never ends. So that's that's why I, you know, believe the way I believe, brother. That's awesome, man. So Pitchvine. Pitchvine. Uh, how long have, has that been an entity? Because it was back 10 years ago when we... I, I think I started Pitchvine in 96, 90s. Well, actually, a group of us started Pitchvine. Like me, my wife, and two, and a... And a, a uh, a friend of mine and his wife and another person started wow. pitch fine. But we all kind of like faded out. But I just kept it because I liked it. And um, I think about 90, about since 97, 98, since 97, 98, we've been, um, I've been doing pitch fine. And um, like I said, um, you know, I've been in like, shoot, about 15, 16. I've been in like a film festival every year. Yeah, t- I was going to bring up the film festivals. T- tell me a little bit more about that as far as, um, it's just like I mean, every year it's just great, you know that you. Yeah, it's like that you're still I'm, with it. I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm. It's like I'm not a big film festival person now because mm. I've been in so many of them, and I and and I'm not knocking film festivals because I still enter them. Actually, I just took my 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 script. I I entered the Cannes Theater. Cannes has a script writing festival yeah. contest, and my script. Um, black and blue. No, my script Grand Slam took third place. Oh, cool, man! This this um, last year, twenty nineteen, we took third place in that, and that was big for us. Yeah. You know? And um, like I said, I've been that. I done done like every festival you can think of, you know, coming out, but they get expensive. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. now I just pick and choose which ones I'm gonna enter. Now I'm gonna enter Butter in um the um which they just canceled that. <laughs> The, um, coronavirus, they call these So I'm gonna, I'm gonna add um, cans in probably the Tribeca. I mean, butter in the Tribeca and and the cans because they their submissions come up in like another three four months and like that's but that's just gonna be the only two. I missed the ABFF, so I'm not gonna. Um, that's the American Black Film Festival Miami, which is like big. Yeah, it's big. But yeah. I I missed that though. But you know it. It's just like I'm not into like really entering a bunch of film festivals because I learned in dealing with film festivals you got to read the credits. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna have a better film than New York Film School. Not not saying that I that well, I'm not, I think and I, that that was that was kind of where I was leading up to this. I was gonna ask like what what would your advice be to 
aspiring indie guys as far as you know trying to compete with well i'm not saying i'm not saying i can't compete with them cuz i can't it's just that new york film school larry wright who, who well, has that, the, that's the whole point is like who has a bigger name and that's what a lot of this boils down to i believe unfortunately but i still i will never tell listen but listen i can't tell people not to enter because i've been in over 15 film festivals Right, you but you're speaking from personal experience. Personal experiences, and you know, then when I attend film festivals, and we, I'm a realist. I know when my stuff isn't better than somebody else's stuff. I know I was like, now, and they, they, you know, they boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But I also know when my stuff is better than stuff that get selected over my what right. I do. Right. You know, and but then that's when I started reading the credits. You know, what I mean. I done seen some stuff where John Singleton, rest his soul, and Spike Lee then, you know, came on as a sponsor or a producer or whatever they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the films wasn't that good. But they going to get picked because of who whose name was on there. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, uh, Grammy <laughs> right, syndrome right. or something. But like on that. the flip side, but on the flip side of that, there are a bunch of great films out there. So I wouldn't, I would tell any expiring, expiring whatever word, I got to get it right. Aspiring or Aspiring yeah, yeah. filmmaker or even music do what you love to do and just put a hundred percent and enter as many festivals and contests as you want. I'm not gonna discourage you, but just enter and just see where they go. But just just do what what you feel is best for you. You know, I done been in enough of them. I just I'm trying to sell my scripts. I'm trying to just make films and sell them and Well, I was gonna ask you, what's your writing process? Like when you're writing scripts, is there just are you like how does that work for you you know it's like i gotta be in the, i gotta be in the mood it's like with, i'm, I'm like, the same you, way right you just yeah. like with music it's like with anything once it hits you it hits you and that's it man and that's it <laughs> and once it don't hit you you'll be sitting down here trying to figure out a tune and you probably picking all night and still ain't came up with nothing. It's not there, yeah. Right. And then I might sit behind a computer and start typing. And the next morning I might have a feature, I might have a feature film, the outline typed up. Right. You know, so you never the, know. You know, right. And so the process is, you know It's a vibe. I, it's a it's a it's a mood. From somebody making Hollywood movies to what we do as independents, it's all the same thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. and, and, and but and I tell people this all the time. I'm better than everybody out there. They just got more money than me. You know what I mean? I don't think that a person is a better writer than me. It's like you probably don't think that there are people that are better musicians than you, except that they got the break and they making more money than me. That's it. Well, you know, it has, there's, I think, time, even beyond that, I think timing has a lot to do a with this industry with because you can, have the, you can have the money, you can have the product. And you can have the infrastructure, but if it's not the right timing, you're done. You know, and and that's the that's that I've I've seen that tra- I'm seeing that, that trend, trend over, over and over, and over again. Over. Right. So you have to kind of be seeing in the future a little bit, but at the same time, it you still well, have to be I'm, present in the now. Right. And it's I'm gonna a tell tough you, balancing act. I'm gonna tell you what happened to me. Code Black Entertainment. I was at the I was at the ABFF in Miami, Code Black Entertainment. And one thing about me, I hold a person to their word. I will catch you right there. So <laughs> I caught my. He was on stage, did this long speech about helping people. 
He said, that's is what you got to do. And I, so I called him in the lobby. I said, yo, let me holler at you, brother. He said, look, I'm in a rush. I said, wait a minute. All I'm going to ask you one question. Did you did you not say that you're willing to speak to body? Da, da, da. He said, yeah. I said, I'm just, I'm just asking you to give me five minutes of your time. He said, he said you're right. Me and him talk for an hour. Ah. He said, dude. So I, And I told him about butter. And this was five, six years ago. Mm. He said, look, this is what I want you to do. He said, now listen to what I'm about to tell you. He said, because we don't listen, meaning that black people don't listen. That's what he said. We don't <laughs> listen. All right? This is what he said now. <laughs> I know where he was going. He said, God. He said, this is my girl over at Lionsgate. Here go her phone number. Call her and tell her that I told you to holler at her and what do you need to do to get her your material. He said, this is a one-shot deal. He said, so don't mess it up. So I called her. She said, Brother Saeed, this is what I need. Da da da. Got sent over to NDA. My partner, which is an attorney in New York, he read over everything, sent it back. We signed it, everything. Okay. Now, this is where I messed up at. Oh, boy. It was going to cost me $800 to get my script professionally done by some chick that I know in Greensboro. That's what she does. And I said, nah, I ain't going to pay it. So I tried to do, because they asked me for a film deck. Mm-hmm. A film deck is like an outline Bible mm-hmm. of your thing. So I went on YouTube. And the format and everything. Right, yeah. right. So I go yep. on YouTube and, and uh, I call my girl. She types everything up for me. Sends it over to her. She called me back and said, listen, let me tell you something. She said, it was the worst piece of material I ever received in my life. I'm like, well, she said, now, did I or didn't such and such a person tell you what to do? I said, yeah. She said, well, why didn't you do it? She said, call me when you get your stuff together. She hung up on me. That's how the business is. But that was my one. Sh- not, I'm not saying that's my only shot because it's going to come again. But that was my shot where I should have took. I had, and I had the money. I should have just went ahead and get a lady $800, did everything she was supposed to do. And I might have been, I might have sold my script butter. But he told me, he said, dude, it's a one shot deal. He said, but we don't listen. That's what he said. He said, we don't listen. And this is Code Black Entertainment, and um, they they are the black distribution. Um, they I don't know if they still exist, but they were the black distribution for for African American films for Lionsgate. Mm. And he gave me all the whole the whole everything. He told me everything I needed to do, and I learned from there. And I learned from then on that when people give you constructive criticism or people trying to educate you or something, you listen, you record it, or you write it down and you use it. Yeah, I've had to learn that the hard way myself in a couple areas, you know. I, yeah, I, I I know that sting, man. And I was sick, man. And my wife, man, you think she lit? Well, and my wife don't even really, you know, I love my wife. My wife, she don't really, she's not a fan of what I do. Really? No, she just support me because she knows that's what I want to do. She's not one of them. You know, my wife only, like, when I do film premieres, my wife, now, when I do film premieres, I have big turnouts. My wife will only come to certain things, mm. you know, like she came to the butter because it was big, but she's not, she won't travel with me. She won't do all that because she don't like that lifestyle. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Yeah, but she lit, she lit into me like bad. And you know, and it's <laughs> oh, not. Oh God. Right. Because Just she, to compound on, you know, right. it's like put some salt on the wound. Right. And you know, and the thing about what she said was, Saeed, you it's not like you didn't have the money. Yeah, and you got these people in the industry that that you talk, you literally talk them into looking at your stuff. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I I think you're right. It'll come back around. You know. It's, yeah, it's coming. It's Every, everything happens for a reason at the end yeah. of the day, I believe. Yeah. But uh, so I've got as as we kind of wrap up here, start closing out. I've got a little uh thing that I like to do. I just kind of say like one word, and it's. I call it the shootout or popcorn question and answer. I'll throw a word out and it's industry related. You tell me a word that just kind of like comes off your head. If that makes any sense. So I'll say a word you just, and it'll make you think of a word and you say a word, uh, camera action. Oh, that's great, man. I totally lost that round. That was great. (laughs) Lights camera. Oh, that works too. Uh, editing. Hate it. <laughs> Sound. Not good. You said one word? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that Chris. works. Chris. <laughs> uh, first take. First take. Hate it. <laughs> You're the first takes you know you have you have first takes that you like sometimes. You talking about for the show for anything? It, you know, it's like I say I hate it because this is my problem as a filmmaker. This is my problem as a filmmaker. I don't like shooting a lot of scenes, but when I do that first one, I already think in the back of my head it's not going to work, and I'm going to tell you why. Because once again, like I told you, I work with new talent, right? So, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm really in the back of my mind. I'm saying, is she really going to give me or are they going to really give me what I want? Because this is our first time working together. And, you know, and I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to claim that I'm going to say satisfied. All right. (laughs) Happy. It's all three of them. All right. All right. So, uh, crew. Great. You said crew, right? Crew, yeah. Great. Uh, Set design. Great. Casting. Saeed. I <laughs> don't cast. Saeed at Dunkin' Donuts. Saeed at Starbucks. Saeed at Target. Yeah. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere, man. Oh, this is my line. I walk up to you and I say, listen, have you ever acted before? They say no. I can you make know that's got to be sketchy at times, right? Oh, like, yeah. You know that there's got to be somebody there. It's one of those young ladies like, man, what the hell is this listen, guy I'm coming not, up? Listen, I done, I done walked up to women, and they were like, listen, we don't do porn. I said, I, mean, I said, where did that come from? She said, somebody going to walk up to me and said, I can make you famous. I thought you want me to do porn or something. I said, man, I don't shoot porn. When we, were shoot, I, when we were shooting this in Harrisburg, uh, we had everything set up in the hotel room. And, and, like, I knew as soon as people walk in, it was just it just looks so sketchy because I've got like three cameras. There's nobody a, there. And you got a you know, bed. Just, <sighs> Did you have a bed in there? Oh, yeah, two beds. Yikes, so what, it's horrible. Now, what would you think if you came to the door and seen that? You know, I was at a game uh, one time, man, and um, my friend Skibo was there. And we was, I was talking to these girls, 
And I said, like, you know, I would, I do film, da da da, and they they start like they start going in on me. And I said, my man was like, whoa, 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 this is brother Saeed, he's a filmmaker. That he don't do porn. And they was, <laughs> I, I said, I, then I asked him, how did the porn thing even come? Because you walk up to it, you can make it famous. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad way to start, <laughs> right? So, but um, but like I said, man, we um. The, and I want to just get on before we end. I'm going to just talk about um, butter right quick. Sure, sure. And let me tell you something about butter. I got a couple. I got a couple more of these. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Run through them. Let's Real run quick. through them. Uh, catering. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm going to put myself in my fact. Zero budget. <laughs> <laughs> Directing. Oh great. All right, last one. Finished product. Great. All right, butter. Okay, they, they, and and all that stuff you asked me, it kind of came from butter, because we all that applied except I did feed them. Yeah, they kind of forced my hand a little bit, but I did feed them. But um, overall, though, I said everything that since I've been in this industry, that I that I've learned, I appreciate it, and the people that I work with, whether I got along with them or not, I appreciate them because they made me a better and stronger person. And but this group that we did that I work with over the last year, I'm gonna tell you something. They have actually taught me to be more. How can I say this? Um, take in more, listen more, and 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 just and just just go with it, you know. And accept, you know, help and. And accept the criticism and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff because because you know I'm a, I, I've been a one man band for a while, but bringing on the crew that we had like we brought in Chris, we brought in Kareem, we brought in people to help with everything. Man, they just came in and they said, "Side, you gotta have, you gotta, it gets to that point where you have to have a team, right?" You know, and, and to they expand. just said, and they just said, "Look, just just allow us to do what you brought us in to do, and everything gonna be fine." And I kind of like stepped back and let them do what I brought them in to do, and it made my job a lot easier. And the only reason why I took a year to shoot the film because I was working day work. Then I went, got a job working shift work. And mm-hmm. I just changed up everything. But the crew, the film, and everybody, I just want to tell them that I love them, man. Uh, I've got one more like major question, but do you have anything else that you want to plug? Well, I just want to plug before you ask I want to plug my wife. Say, mom, I mean, tell my wife I love her. My family, I got to plug my family because yeah. my family in Jersey, my mother, my brothers and sisters, nephews, everybody, they support me 100%. And I'm like my business partner, Tiffany McKeever, Chris Allen, you know, the Tiffany that played the lead, Gerald Carter, Latanya Sims, Carlos Massey, Carlton Ballard, Latanya Sims, and I and Latanya Lawson. And I mentioned all them because they was with me since I started this thing six years ago. Mm-hmm. And if I missed anybody, please, you know, accept my apology, but I love you and thank y'all for being there for, with me. Uh, I always ask everybody this question towards the end, and uh I'm really curious to see what your answer is going to be. If you could go back in time to your 15-year-old self, knowing what you know now, the experiences that you've had, what would you tell them as advice? To, say that again? If you could go back in time to your 15-year-old self, knowing what you know now with your life experience, what would you tell them? Just, what would I tell them? You know what? I wouldn't want to change anything about my life, so I would just tell them my life is what it was. And now, I don't know because there's nothing that I want to change about my life because wow. because the life 
the, the journey that I went through from 15 up to now, I guess that path was set for me to go through, mm. you know? And so, and I would just tell people, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be bad. You just got to learn how to grow and build from it. So if that's, if that's the advice you want. That's know, great. You know, that's great. I'm not changing nothing that I ever went through. I would like to, you know what I mean? And, um, cause my first wife, we were, she, we was tight, you know what I mean? And I, and I blew that, but my wife that I'm living with now, I mean, I mean, God just gave me someone else, put someone else in my life that is the same way, you know? That's great. So. Well, it's good to see you. It's good you to have too, man. you, have you I back, really appreciate man. coming on and, and seeing you and my, y'all, my, my standard family. Yeah, like man. I said, we've been, we've been, even though we don't see each other much as we used to, we still follow each other on Facebook. Every now and then I hit your mom up and ask about the family, but yeah. I appreciate you having me out. Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing about the show is like, the, it's it's just great seeing everybody again after years, and it, it's nothing personal from either ends. It's it's just life, and it's just the especially in this business. I've been gone for six years, yeah. half the year each time. So yeah, but just seeing your growth is like you and Alan just seeing your growth. I know. See people. See this is what people understand. I've known y'all since y'all was kids. Yeah. And now where y'all at, it's like y'all followed your passion and you live in that, that dream to be and that be a musician and be an entertainer. Y'all the didn't the give dream up. of aggravation. Yeah. But but it's a good dream of aggravation because and and the thing the thing about it is, is that well, this is the thing people gotta understand about what we do as far as entertainers. We set our own course on what type of what we want to be in this business. Whether we ever make a million dollars or not, we're still setting our course of right. what we want to be. We want to play music. Right. We just want to do what we do until the end of time. You're wired like that. You can't, and that's the thing. It's like, there's just some things are not going to change. Not They're just change. not going to change, you know. And, and I keep telling everybody every month I'm retired, but... I still can't sell my camera. I didn't have an office for it. I just can't. It's on do recording it. now, too. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too, man. So uh, we'll get the link set up in the description box. Send me anything okay. that you know we need. We'll do that. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, watching, listening, wherever you're, you are experiencing this. And uh, yeah, we're out. Peace. Peace. And I close with this. I gotta say this. It's because so much show. Get the black mind right. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. Awesome. Thank you, bro. Man. I love you, brother. Thank you, dude.